0: Just a friendly little reminder to all of you Whiskey and Watches listeners out there that tonight's, today's, whatever time of day you're listening to it, the episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped. Whether whether you're talking about the, the
1: lawnmower, the weed whacker, Boxer Briefs 2.0. Boxer those, Briefs 2.0. Those are all, these are all fantastic products. Uh, summer is just about over. Uh, by by the calendar, but sometimes it, it stays sweaty season for a lot longer
0: than than the calendar would have you believe. And a lot of us work inside, which means that as we transition out of sweaty season, you probably aren't going to turn on the air conditioner as much, and you're not going to turn on the heat. But you're going to probably be wearing pants, and they aren't going to breathe as well, and any of those things, which means crop preserver, crop revitalizer, those mesh panels, and boxer brief 2.0, just. All of those things still come in handy because, let's be real, a lot of us work inside. Not all of us do, but a lot of us do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't, if you don't work inside, chafing is the enemy. So, also, those things can help. We want to make sure that we don't have anybody chafing out there. So That's right.
1: That's right. But, I mean, let, let's get back to the lawnmower. I... um recently actually had to recharge it i'm I'm not like uh spangler i, I you know it's not in every other <laughs> use sort of thing i was just really wild at that that nice inductive charging uh cradle
0: yeah Good. i mean I mine mean. just lives there so i you know it's one of those where i don't ever have to really think about recharging it because it it sits there nicely just right next to the other razor from a face it is like a little piece of art isn't it my wife doesn't call it that, but yes. Well, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> we're, we're, we're arguing over what can and cannot be considered art on the bathroom counter that only two of us see. Um, but anyway, so yes. And if you are at all interested in sampling or acquiring any of the products from our friends at Manscaped, you can tell them that we sent you by entering in promo code... BUZZCUT For 20% off and free shipping let them know that we sent you we would we really appreciate it and uh we're we're happy to to continue to be sponsored by the fine folks at manscaped like like buzzy has said before you know we've we've been able to use the products we stand by them um we're happy to be supported by them and we're happy that uh that you guys support the podcast that way so one more time promo code Buzzcut, 20 percent off and free shipping thanks everyone enjoy tonight's episode welcome everybody to episode 139 of the whiskey and watches podcast uh we have with us a guest tonight something that has has been uh, we've been a little bit slacking on lately uh but you know we said we we're gonna get back into it and i am absolutely thrilled that we have uh mike pearson from zodiac watches on with us uh mike uh welcome to the show thank you very
2: much it's, it's great to be here thank you very much
0: yeah no it's great to have you um we start every episode off with a wrist check and a drink check. So, uh, Mike, as as you are our esteemed
2: guest, why don't you go ahead and let us know what's on wrist and uh, what is in the glass? Unfortunately, I'm still in the office, so I've got a whiskey glass, which is empty, so I've got water. But I will be pouring a very, very large glass of Woodford Reserve when I get home in your honor. And um, I've got on my wrist the brand new uh, Olympus field watch that we've just released with this beautiful green dial it's uh, it's brand new it's it's very different for zodiac to have you know everyone talks about the sea wolf and the super sea wolves uh, but olympus is a big part of our past and we've re-released this in a bigger size with with brush metal and i kind of love it i think it's great i say i, I noticed as you were kind of moving your arm around as we were chatting uh pre-recording i was like that's not a super sea wolf and i'm like well, well it's gotta yeah. be an olympus <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got a few stories to tell in the future but this year there was definitely a a push of trying to get more than just the super seawolf being talked about there's a there's a lot that we'll go into i'm sure in this podcast but this watch i think is a a really good way of kicking that off no
0: yeah no that one I, that the new dial is fantastic so i'm sure we'll talk Thank a little you. bit more about that um in the future uh spangler what have you got on and what are you what's in the glass uh
3: well on wrist is the super seawolf gmt with the red bezel uh i have been digging this one actually managed to jerry-rig it onto a Jubilee-style bracelet. Oh, well done. Ooh, <laughs> hey, so much better. Yeah. Well done, yeah. Yeah, I had, to, I had to dig into my stores of Jubilee bracelets to uh, find one that actually fit
0: this guy. has got a Jubilee um, for everything. For every I occasion.
3: I've got, about, I've got four types. Uh, and in the glass is a uh, Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit single barrel. Um, just one for tonight because it's a low-key night for me. I've got some studying to be doing for a... Somewhat small quiz I take in a couple of days, so that's what I'm rocking.
0: All right, Buzzman.
3: Okay,
1: uh, I'm taking zero quizzes uh, in the upcoming days, uh, I, but I am still still Lucky choosing you. to be moderate. I'm, I'm practicing the virtue of temperance uh, tonight by only having a small splash of uh, Chávez Regal uh, twelve with a tiny splash of water to, you know, just open everything up.
2: Um, uh, Do you know 12 is my absolute favorite year of Everyone, it, it literally is milk in Latin America. And I drank, uh, I've drank a few of them over the time, but that is a great <laughs> pour. It's so easy. It is.
1: I, so um, I, I utterly adore Chavez because my dad, that's what he drinks. So that was, that was my first scotch. I mean, I've been drinking it for decades.
0: and I mean, he's Buzzy's it. been drinking it for 19 years, and he's only 35, so that should tell you something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. So good. The, the, the official uh, scotch of my household, that's for sure. All right. And then on rest, got the Zodiac Super Seawolf. This is the blue colorway with the white minute track, orange minute hand, and highlights. Really dig this one. Uh, feeling jubilant as ever on the uh, the stock jubilee. The um, in general, the the double deployant type of clasp. I was I was not uh, not warm to them before I had this watch, and I, I really dig it. It's, it's uh, centered up. It's low bulk, but it is still secure. Um, so, yeah, I've, I really enjoy it. Uh, all the colors work well. It's kind of neat how the blue changes with the lighting conditions. Really, really impressed. And super, for, for something that's squarely uh, a dive watch, you know, squarely for sports, it never seems like it's too big for for outfits, so that's that's pretty cool. Hats off!
0: All right, I guess that leaves it up to me, and um, well, our, our buddy Sandy um, Sandy Heislop from uh, Chavez Brothers will be well represented because I have a LeVette, um Founders Reserve. In my glass, a nice, nice, healthy pour over some ice cubes, Mm -hmm. um, which is the one that is finished in first fill American oak barrels uh, on the way on the way to 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 the glass. So um, I I like to joke with him that it's like if if scotch and bourbon kind of had a little bit of a bastard love child, like this is kind of the way that it works because it gets you get that little bit of you can definitely tell the charred oak is in it. Um, but Glenlivet 12 is such a clean finishing scotch. It's not overly smoky and overly peaty. I, I absolutely love the combination. I've kind of told them like, if you're if you're a bourbon drinker who wants to try scotch, start with this one because it's going to feel familiar and and taste familiar. And if you're a scotch lover who's like, ah, oh, what do I what do I want to you know what would I like about bourbon? say, like, we'll start here. And it's like it's the perfect crossover or gateway drug, as it were. If you're if you're a scotch person and you want to try bourbon, if you're a bourbon person you want to try scotch. This is, this is the jam, um, and it's available, which is, yes. you know, not the easiest thing with a lot of different whiskeys these days, so uh, hats off to them for making a ton of this, because I can just go down and, bit like, I'm, my bottle's getting a little empty, I might, depending on how the night goes, I might finish it tonight, just go get another one, just, and I love that, just go get another one, and I love it. Um, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get one on the way home. I'm going to do it. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're really get one, they're good at doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the nice thing about it is it's like a $35 bottle. Like, you, it's guilt free. Like, yes, I will take that every day of the week. Um, and then on wrist, on wrist, uh, the Super Seawolf in black ceramic uh, with the blue dial, the gray minute track. Um, I was lucky enough to write this one up on Fratello watches as well. Um, You know, the time that I've spent with this, I've been grabbing this watch a lot more than most of the watches in my collection. Um, My only real complaint uh, in writing it up was that it was really hard to photograph because I'm not that great of a photographer and it's very shiny, which is awesome when you're wearing it. And very difficult when you're trying to not reflect yourself shiny. in the watch. It's very shiny. Um, and I love that. That's not a real complaint. That's more of a tongue-in-cheek, like, I'm a really bad photographer complaint. Um, and I don't have the right equipment. But it just on wrist, it is absolutely stunning. Um, I, I think my favorite part is the fact that the dial is very, very deep blue. Um, Looks kind of black unless you're out in bright sunshine, and then it like it sparkles, it glows. It's a really nice navy. And um, whoever uh, had the design idea to uh, put the loom plots with a black edge around them, it makes them look like they're floating, even though they're definitely not. It's a really cool effect. Um, yeah, I just absolutely love the, the execution on this one. It just, I, I think I'm gonna have to try it on a NATO at some point here too because I want to see, I want to experiment with some more uh, some more combinations. Oh, but man, this call. thing's killer. This thing's just absolutely killer um so yeah check check out the article over on Fratello. there's a shameless plug for for something that i wrote but um
2: i'm gonna i'll uh, give uh, i'll give ryan white
0: he's the he's the who's
2: i love that
0: yeah no i'm big fan so
2: i'm gonna give ryan white he's our creative director over here at zodiac he's the one that designed it and he he's he's fantastic at this so
0: yeah, no, the just all the little, like, you can tell that there were just a lot of little decisions made on, okay, what do we do the minute tracking? And, and they're all just, they're just great. Like, I, I think, that, like I said, this is incredibly well done. Um, so, all right, we've gotten gotten through what everybody's wearing, what everybody's drinking. Um, Mike, you know, just, just want to start out with, you know, saying... The releases that you guys have put out this year have been absolutely fantastic. You guys seem to be on a bit of a hot streak. Whether it's with the different colorways for the Super Seawolf, um, the Super Seawolf Professional Diver that just came out in titanium, um, which I had the chance to try on at Windup in Chicago and thought was absolutely killer. Although that entire line, um, even the steel versions, a uh, lot of loom, a lot of fun colorways. It seems like you guys have been really exploring all the different colorways lately. Uh, and this kind of I think even goes back to 2020 with the the watermelon release. Um, in the super sea Wolf line back, you know, you know, summer 2020 as kind of the fun, the fun summer watch, you know, really, really like what you guys are doing. You talk to me a little bit about like what you guys have been doing this year and kind of where you see it continuing. Um, you know, we'll start with the super Seawolf line line first.
2: Well, it's it's big questions. I'll try and give you a a concise answer, but this is our 140th year. Um, I I joined the brand less than a year ago. Uh, A lot of the conversations were happening way before that in terms of how I felt the brand was going to be uh, going, going forward. Um, And I was very similar to what a lot of your listeners might be thinking about. Oh, Zodiac's Grand, it's, it's a grand old uh, name. It's, uh, it's really important in history. What they're doing now or what they were doing then was all about colors and, and, and vibrancy and having fun with it and being playful. When I started to realize that this brand, movement-wise, infrastructurally, historically, it was more than just colors. Uh, and there was always a reason for the colors. Um, it started to really entice me as a watch person. Um, looking at those pro divers last year with the watermelon, the oranges and everything, If you go past the colors, all of the designs, all the hands, the numerals, the things that you guys already talked about were true. Uh, Very, very watch centric, small details that some people might miss, be it uh, the loom or the edging, as as you mentioned, the date wheels. It was really important and impactful for me. Um, That titanium watch that came out this year was probably the first part of a bigger plan, which is probably what's on your wrist right now in ceramic, which was we have owned the brand as a company. We're owned by the Fossil Group, but we have only really started to get going with this brand in the last eight years in terms of really respecting it, being custodians to the name and uh, making the watches the right way making the movements the right way. But this year for us to say happy birthday, us pat on the bat, let's do a gold watch or throw a tourbillon or something crazy, which obviously we wouldn't do. Um, <laughs> it was important that we had a collection that could show the watch public where we wanted to go as a brand. Um, that show our capabilities have a mini non-egotistical flex of the fact that we can do a titanium, a grade two titanium case <clears throat> and bracelet ISO certified chronometer certified brilliant loom on the bezel for $2,400. And for Zodiac, that's quite a big price point considering what the rest of the line is. Um, But it sold out within the month. And that was a big, big surprise for us. The the other uh, pro divers that you talked about that were vibrant and colorful, COVID had a big effect on that as well, because we only made 100 of them to start with. And then the 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 bezel supplier um, wouldn't work with us and then I think went out of business um, whilst COVID happened. So that collection became a very impromptu limited edition, which means the titanium and those colours are very sought after. But it also shows us that we've got... Uh, clients or customers or watch fans that want us to keep doing that because they are not just saying look at the colors look it's a good watch Uh, and i think that you've got some really cool things for the future but that titanium really set that 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 store for us but the super seawolf line is is a massive part of what zodiac is now the name seawolf was very important from the 50s and onwards we lost the name Seawolf in the nineties with trademarks, Mm. um, with bad ownership at the time. So we call everything super Seawolf. So a lot of the brand, a lot of, sometimes we get some people on the website or, or on the social media sites who will say everything says super Seawolf. Well, the only reason why we do that is because a lot of the, the the ip and the uh, the, it just it just went and we couldn't do it so the watch that you've got on your wrist over there the world timer is the super seawolf gmt uh or the super seawolf gmt instead of having the aerospace which obviously is owned by another brand beginning with b um but it's all part of a history but the seawolf range if you look through what we've doing and what we've done is very true to our original designs but we've just turned the palette up on the colors and the materials and that's that's how it will continue and i think your watch, the ceramic that you're wearing just now is a really lovely example of the capabilities of the whole entire company, let alone the brand. So I'm very excited as a watch person to be able to show that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that is, that, that's a really great kind of summation there because, you know, it's interesting. One of the other articles I've written was on, on you guys on Zodiac and it was kind of a buying guide and, and going back and researching the brand, um, you know, being being one of the original dive watches, one of the original skin divers back in the nineteen fifties, kind of being there the entire time as all these other other big names have been there and kind of being more of the the dive watch for I don't want to say like John Q public, but like it's it's it was the accessible, the skin diver, the you know, not not necessarily so like as scuba diving took off, everybody seemed to be wanting to be getting in the water and needing a watch mm-hmm. that could go in and you guys were there at the outset in the, in the early 1950s um so I, I think like you said that's such an important core piece um to the lineup and you know like i said it's it's incredibly well executed like like you said the, the flex with the ceramic the, the titanium the two limited editions that you've done with meteorite dials have been absolutely stellar as well i, oh, I yeah. might add ah, and I, I didn't realize ah. you guys had a second one coming out yeah stellar <laughs> yeah meteorite <laughs> like stellar Japan. yeah
2: i did it again yeah <laughs> Hold well on, Buzz. Uh, Adam. <laughs> Back in space, Buzz. <laughs> no, the Meteorite was a big, was a bit of a shock. We, we, this is a couple of years ago. Watches.com is a, and I, I, hopefully they're listening to this and not taking any offense, but they don't sell very, very high-end brands. And we, we've been with them when we were maybe less expensive or less well-known, um, but they've been brilliant partners for us and they've got a really wonderful audience and they've been really great supporters. And they said a couple of years ago, can you do a meteorite? So we went off and found a broker and we found a very large piece. So we've divided it into a few of them, but the first one with orange sold out in a day, uh, it just blew my mind. And this new one in gray, we have kind of let it, we've not pushed it as hard because we want it to be a little bit more evergreen or be around for a while. But that gray is my personal favorite. It's got such depth to the dial and it's got this really cool gray loom, but to have a watch, which has got 800,000 year old piece of, uh, space on the dial, it's, full dlc case and bracelet and it's got our in-house stp movement and it's 1795 dollars. so it, it still blows i mean i've been in the industry for a long time i've been with brands that are a lot more expensive and i still don't quite understand how we do the pricing or <laughs> but i think it's really cool to be in that bracket of pricing which is very very untouched it's usually you know, you've got your seikos and then you go way above where we are well, you know, three grand and above and we kind of sit there as this i don't know it of a shining star in, in some ways of you've got all this history we've now developed the movement and we're also keeping it at around 1500 bucks on average so I, it, it's a great place for me to be as, as the brand director but i also think it's really cool for this community or how the world is right at, right now that you've got choice and i think we add something different oh big time
1: and i, I think that it's neat too that you've got the ability to do all of these great limited editions. I'm I'm certain that your creative directors appreciate that, that chance to just flex that creative muscle. Um, But you, you, you've got the ability to do that, uh, not just to show off design chops, but then you you also have, have the resources to be able to put in-house movements or uh, developing, developing the titanium, case because obviously it's not the easiest thing in the world to machine um the the ceramic um kind of exo case or whatever you want to call that that construction so it's neat uh it's neat that you've got the ability to do all of that
2: well, what, I, what I've seen, I mean, you know, the majority of my career in watches was with Bramon and it was always about making sure that they could bring watchmaking back to the UK. What, what's quite unique here at, at, at Zodiac is obviously we're owned by Fossil, is that we are a very small part of a very large machine. Uh, but the machine that's in here, which sometimes can, you know, in, in our circles can be a little bit dismissed. So you can, you can, I've done it, you know, it's my first watch was a Fossil, but then you're like, oh, it's fashion there. Nah, I like Mechanica. But when you look at what they can do and what they have done and what they continue to do. It's quite cool that they can support this. What's unique on my side is that the investment that fossil have put into Zodiac in Switzerland and with STP. And, and in the end, we've got about 37 calibers that could be for us way in the future. And uh, you know, from moon phase and power there's, there's so much opportunity, but they, they will only release that capabilities if we grow appropriately. And I really like that. But on the other side, They've got this, shit. I mean, I'm, I'm in the Zodiac Fossil head office right now, and it used to be a mall, like it's massive. Um, but these guys look from a very outside perspective. They look at color and material, maybe more than what a traditional Swiss company would do. And then we take these crazy ideas or some of these wonderful interpretations of style and then we Swissify it. And that's not a real word, but we send it to Switzerland. And <laughs> um, and we talk to the Swiss team and they're like, we can't do this. And we're like, well, let's try. And so it's it's a really lovely dynamic. We, we talk to the, um, the team in Switzerland on Monday every week. And then we talk to the movement manufacturers on Thursdays every week. And we talk about projects that are 24, 25. And it's really exciting for us to see this. But it all starts with a really lovely idea from if something from somebody who thinks something might look good that might not be traditional. And uh, so there's these two worlds colliding and, you know, we've just got this chance if we are true to it and, you know, we are custodians to this name, I think we've got a chance to do it, um, very uniquely.
1: I, I love the, the the fact that you've you've brought that up multiple times uh, that you are custodians you're, you're, you're caretakers to the brand because that's something absolutely. Well that, that, thats that shows a humility and that that's something that you don't see oftentimes um, and it, honestly, it infuriates me and that's just that's even outside of the watch world, right? I mean I, I think about the the people, uh, running my alma mater or or stuff like that. Are, are they truly, do they truly believe that? Because, uh, that that's what they're doing. None none of those individuals created that You, you are, you're, you're a caretaker. You're, you're, you're sailing this ship that was built a long time ago and it's far, far greater than any one
2: individual. Um, so I, well, I'm so glad that you think that because when I started talking to the, the gentleman who would usually sit behind me, he was tasked by fossil to bring this brand back to the fold and, and he did brilliantly by bringing these colors and these styles you know, to the public now. And, you know, we did these limited editions with these colorways in, in Basel and, you know, Hadinki and worn and wound and, and they really, they, they took it and they ran with it and they told the stories. When I started talking to him, I really got into the history and we had a hundred years being owned by one family. A century of ownership by the Kalam family. And to, to our credit, we have never disrespected it, but we've also never really brought it to the front. And this gentleman, Aris Kalam, him and his family were, were brilliant in the Laloc region of Switzerland. So what I wanted us all to do is to look at that and realize that we are not them. And, the, and in many ways, after the quartz crisis, when they sold the company, if it had gone out of business, it might've been better for now to be like, here we are we are back you know we are this old brand which is being resurfaced we weren't we were sold and we were looked after by two of the companies before fossil got their hands on it and they bought it in 2001 and you know i would never disrespect anyone but maybe it wasn't looked after in the 80s and the 90s like it should but if you look at some of the coolness you may. i think about he-man or Brave Star, or some of the cool cartoons from the eighties, they might be a bit cheesy, but they've got a place in our history, right? Or you go to the nineties. Some of the designs might, might not be right, but if you do them correctly, we could maybe celebrate them Right. right or wrong, good or bad. It's got a place in history, even, you know, like I said, losing the name Seawolf, but even when, fossil took the brand on they made it very fashionable at the start there were um, some cool watches some good designs but they were very very much fashion and to fossils credit which is what i've really enjoyed is that they pulled that back and then they invested and now when you see a watch like this it is 316 stainless steel it is sapphire crystal it is an in-house movement and you can put it next to it and it's been really cool to go around the world the last nine months and be like let me put it next to this, that, and the other, and I'll show you why it's cool. And the designs are ours. We're not going to an era. We're going to page 62 of Zodiac <laughs> back at it. And And I, I love that because it's not made up. But we we do have that buzz. You're right. We have to look after it correctly because that name means something to so many. And I think more than anything, and this is you know living in America for 16 years, this was a massive part of Americana. This was the watch that was sold to... Uh, the soldiers during Vietnam and Korea. This is part of people's lives, and you know if we disrespect that, I think we do, we're disrespecting them. So it feels really important. It's hundred hundred fortieth year that we, we're doing it right, but still having fun with it.
3: Yeah, Mike, okay. I think you said it really good. Um, and also, sorry, my dog is barking here in the background. I love it um, <laughs> because. You know, I, I, kn- I had known that Zodiac was owned by Fossil, but I didn't really know the brands that really encompassed that group. And, you know, looking at the other brands in there, you know, sure, they are largely fashion watch brands, which are okay, but I think that just goes to show how much Fossil believes in you guys um, as sort of going with their plan of, you know, making these watches and bringing back these iconic designs. Um, and you said it too, you know, Zodiac has... A pretty good back catalog, to say the least. Yeah. Um, you know, some of my favorite designs, you know, just off the top of my head, um, are the quote unquote Parman Hoyer chronographs. Um, you know, I love those watches. Um, I think they're great. From the nineties, the ones from the nineties, the nineties, and even from the the seventies too. Um, oh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, just a typical, just like white or black dial two register three register chronographs i think they look great they're simple they're perfect um and you know just you know the the back catalog that zodiac has i think is something that i'm i'm personally looking forward to in the future as to what you guys are going to pull out of your sleeves because you just came out the olympus which is a great looking watch so
2: we've I'm, got I'm two releases next year. You. we've got two releases next year that will nod to our past uh, that I'm really, really excited about. Um, one was going to be released this year, but we had so much going on that we didn't want to be that brand, so we pushed it to March. But uh, in the first part of next year, we got something really cool. And uh, now I think I think it's really good that you th- you see that from us as well. For sure, and that's great to, um
1: to understand to to be smart enough to or mature enough to make the call of hey, if we can't accomplish this launch the right way let's just pull it back right because you don't want to get yep. everyone all excited for this new watch coming out and then not be able to buy it uh because because you know the production's not there stuff like that i mean we, we we deal with supply problems all the
2: time uh at my
1: day job so but just having having we
2: had that we had that a lot with and this is just obviously way before me but we had a lot of that conversation um, with a lot of our clients because the group itself when they launch a brand it goes global like it goes global so one of my first things as i, I talked to the team about i said forget and i say respectfully forget germany and france and everywhere around the world we just got to look after what we can control right now so the us um, a couple of re- retailers in canada the uk that's it we get that right Um, With our, I think this year we'll finish about eight and a half thousand watches, which is tiny compared to what it was. Um, But it's also if we try and look too big or go too too global, you'll have retailers with spaces in their stores. And I don't want it to look like a closeout sale. I want there to be a a full selection. And we've really tried hard this year to build anchors: the skins, the compressions, the world times, the GMTs, now the Olympus and the Pros, which obviously we just talked about are going to be sold out. But they're our anchors, and we need to be able to have people to come into it and not say, "Oh, I want to wait for the next limited." I want people to come in and say, "Oh, I want to see Zodiac," and so that's where we are. It's it's a game. It's it's a, it's a very delicate balance, especially with the world problems and, and supply chains. But we've we've got enough watches, and what's really important, Buzz, is that we never really tell people an exact release date because we don't want to let anybody oh, down. Oh yeah, so we've missed a couple of months nobody's known about it, but we're getting better at that.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I wish that we could
0: do the same stuff with our directors of
1: our work.
2: Uh, That's for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you listening? (laughs) Well, and it it, it is, it is kind of funny because you you talk about the different release schedules. Um, I think one of the releases that I was most excited about um, was just the, the, the standard white super sea wolf that you came out with. And I think it dropped literally the day before I was driving up to wind up in Chicago. So, and the fact that you guys had one of them there, I was like, oh, this is cool. I hope they have it. And you had it. It was there. I tried it on. It was brilliant. Like, just just really cool that, like, hey, I- I'm excited. I'm coming to see you guys. And oh, by the way, you had a release drop the day before. Like, that timing was, like, perfect.
2: That's the, That was somewhere on the wrist. I think that was a little bit of uh that was just fun. I mean, to be able to 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 add a core line throughout all of these different, um, releases and you know titanium ceramics olympus that for us was especially if, i think for me personally it was really good to see that there was an appetite for normal i mean even though the white was so bright and the blues were quite different i think it was a lovely super seawolf compression watch it was a proper dive watch but it was also malleable i mean the, the jubilee bracelet's really nice um, but i threw mine on a nato strap and just threw myself in the ocean or and it just looked great <laughs> um and so that that at the end of the day the watches have to look good. We've got a lot of that going on. Oh, definitely.
0: Well, And I think, kind of like to that point, um, the the challenge there with an all-white watch, like, not all-white watches are going to look great. And the fact Gentleman that you, you pulled it in the right... <laughs> yes, it, it, it cut out for a second. But I think we got it. And I think we're talking about, we're still talking about the white watch, and I was just saying that to do the full white with the white bezel and everything... Not every combinations gonna look right. and the way you guys pulled that off um with the blue and the you know the, the the blue, the blue strap and and the jubilee bracelet, like it it works really well. And you know, I think it's the same thing with this one, the one that I'm wearing, like an all black watch, you know you you've got it like it can, it can look great or it could be like, ah uh, you know it's kind of a it's kind of a riff on, you know just being everything being blacked out. but you guys have made the right design choices when you've gone on something that's a little bit bolder, like like the watch I'm wearing or that all white. And it it works. It just, it kind of speaks to the design team that, you know, they they get all of the little pieces and and in a weird way,
2: maybe, maybe the fashion watch influence isn't a bad thing from that perspective. You know, what looks good. Yeah. At the end of the, I mean, there's always going to be hits and misses in this industry. And, you know, the length of the hands, the, the, the symmetry of the dial, where you put a chronograph. I mean, I think the one thing that Zodiac's got in its fate, in its, in its, um, positive side of things is that the, the design in terms of how the dials spaced out is still a zodiac it's a compression or a skin you don't mess with that it's coloring and interpretation and i think that's a really wonderful plus is that we're not trying to reinvent the wheel but when we do introduce a new watch it's something from our back catalog but with the compression of the skin it's very hard to get it wrong because the hands the the, the stubby hands in the compression for the white one should we say or the shovel style hands on the compression with the date wheel the these are all from Zodiac and I think that's a really lovely place to be. But on on the on the other side of it as well is that Ryan, who I talked about earlier, who's our creative director, who talks with the team over in Switzerland. He is uh, he's a watch geek. He's one of us, and so he goes through eBay or or some of the older um, vintage watches, and he'll buy them up just like any of us would do to 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 find a vintage watch. But instead of just keeping them from sales, which he does on many occasions, his collection's nuts. He uh, he also wants to celebrate the fact that these zodiacs, which are from certain areas, of he might not have ever seen or known, he can then put his design hat on and re- retell that story. And that's, that's been a really exciting thing for us all to do in the last few years, especially for him and for, for me to be able to talk to him and the rest of the team about it. But then through doing podcasts like this, we've got people coming out of all types of uh, parts of the world who are telling us about the watches that they've bought, that they've bought into. And I'm seeing Zodiacs from the Middle East. I'm seeing Zodiacs from Europe. I'm seeing it from the military and they're watches that we might never have seen. And there's even ones that are um, corporate watches, such as we did one with Dr. Pepper, which is really cool, especially living here in Dallas, or we've got, um, I see a Domino's pizza, which is quite famous from other brands as well. I saw a UPS one, Harley Davidson. And then there's these European ones, which are colorings and styles, which I've never seen, which we might not have, never have known. But the thing that's really supporting us right now, supporting this brand's growth is the fan base of the vintage collectors. They are showing us their, their Zodiacs and what they want this brand to look like in the future, or, or at least to celebrate what was, but do it respectfully and I think that's a really wonderful, um, one wonderful thing to see. But you know, again, that custodian word—we've got to look after it, we've got to respect it. Um, but yeah, I think the watches—the watches tell the stories of a lot of different parts of the world. And like I said earlier, uh, that military side of it really, really is the one that we have to look at and uh, and protect because we've got divers and submariners who are telling us where they've been with the watches and you know none of the bracelets survive what their action or the vietnam vets or korean vets who have passed the watches down dials are absolutely destroyed but um the stories remain and the style still there and if we can put that into these modern zodiacs uh, we've got a chance of going on for another 140 years
3: and i think it's funny too that you bring up the uh the stories and kind of the history behind this and this this kind of happened a little bit before we got our Zodiacs in, um, I was talking to one of the docs I was with, um, on a rotation and funny enough, he ended up having, um, uh, I forget what it was, but it was a vintage Zodiac that he had had for a while and was telling me, a few stories about his residency. He he's an exotic pet, so he had a, a few stories with the watch uh, and him at a couple zoos that he, he visited, um, which was which was kind of fun. Um, him talking about sort of because when it comes to cats, big cats, they have to dart them down. He was, he was like, yeah, his, he was wearing his watches with exotic pets in zoos. For sure. Yeah. Oh, they said the fir- <laughs> he said the, fir- the first time he um he sh- he darted a cat, he was wearing the watch. So it was kind of funny that uh <laughs> you know you talk about these stories, you know. They, they definitely are worn. So I'll have to ask oh, yeah. him the other day or tomorrow um what watch it is exactly,
2: but I know it's a zodiac. If he's got a picture of his wrist in somebody's mouth or a big cat's mouth, we've got to grab that for Instagram. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and track one down for you.
2: Uh, tell him- <laughs> yeah, be careful. <laughs> no, I mean, we've all got, we've all got our own watches and our own stories. I've got watches that I wore when I was married or when my kids were born. Um, but these Zodiacs are uh, from the past. They're, they're, something else for sure. I mean, we've, I get pictures sent through, um, that I would never share socially because of the, of the places they've been. But I had this one gentleman recently who sent me his sea wolf that, he needed its service and we, we sent it off to a place that we, 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 we trusted. And, uh, I said, well, do you have any pictures of, of you wearing it back in the day? And I didn't ask him where it was. He goes, yeah, oh yeah. I was a Vietnam vet. And you think as a, you know, I'm an English guy, but you see, I don't know, Forrest Gump, you see some of this uh, platoon or some of the old movies, you, you get an idea of what it was, but he was, he sent me pictures of him and his fatigues and his massive guns in the, in the jungle. And there it is that little sea wolf. And you're like, this is just nuts. And, you know, you realize you're just one generation removed from a very different uh, mentality and a different way of living, especially for um, Brits or Americans, but to know that those watches were there and we've got them in our hands and this next part could mean something to everybody. I think it's really cool.
0: Well, it's funny that you bring that up because my first experience with a Zodiac was at a Red Bar meetup here. And it, it was one of our vintage friends. And he had, it almost looks like the one that has the kind of the light blue bezel and the dark blue um, dial. Like that was the, oh, the watch that light. he had. Yeah, it, it was a bake light. Like it just, and it, it was absolutely gorgeous. And it's still, it, that bracelet had survived or he had gotten it like, and it was one of the stretch bracelets, which was amazing. Like just, just the the stuff that was going on back in the 60s and 70s. You're just like, why can't, why can't we get some of that today? And I, I you know, I think that's one of the things I want to talk about. I think you guys are doing some of that. I know the the butterfly clasp has the the spring, the spring closure. And if I'm remembering, you guys do a few bracelets
2: that have some stretch to them. Is that correct? Every Jubilee style uh, be it the, um, the pro diver here or on the compressions if it's got a Jubilee style bracelet it has the stretch on the on, on the, the clasp and uh, most of them also have the quick release as well so it's a bracelet i mean again i've been with brands that are a lot more expensive but this if you bought the if you bought a watch so we sell the watches as we think looks best so if you buy it on a rubber strap that's how it comes um or or, or a leather strap but you can buy this jubilee uh, bracelet on its own and it's 295 bucks and i'm like for any other brand it would be Oh yeah <laughs> uh, but i even got um you know a message today just saying I just got a, a, a zodiac and it had this stretch, I can't believe it. And um it's just a small detail which I think is really important for us. But uh it a lot of people talk talk about it with diving, you know, we're all of a certain age, earning a certain amount of money with kids and I just think it's a salty sandwich stretch. So you yeah. know if you're gonna if you're gonna keep on a keep on drinking those whiskies and having a nice slice of pizza, it's gonna help you on those warm or cold nights. I mean, just coming out of the Thanksgiving season, that's helpful. Something is life, stuff.
0: yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. just. Uh, I gotta life, say, though. my favorite
3: thing. Yeah, yeah. I gotta <laughs> say, my, my favorite, my absolute favorite thing. You know, the design of the watch is great. You know, I've got the the um, the GMT. It's great. The best part, though, is the easy off bracelet end links. Yeah, I think that is just. You know, I, I, at this point, why don't more watch brands have that? I mean, it, it just makes sense at this point.
2: No, I agree. It's just the small things that make a difference. But again, when you were, if you were out there buying that watch and you had it for fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars 1600 and then you had that little bit of extra, I think it it makes a difference. The one thing I like about that watch more than anything is if you look at that next to the original from the 70s, it's a really true likeness to what was, was there. The only thing that changes, I think, for the original... If you look at the world time on that bezel it's going to be slightly off in some of the countries because politically we're a bit different than we were in the 70s um <laughs> we tried to keep it as traditional as we could the only ones we took off were east and west berlin um but the funny the funny story about that particular watch there are a few out there with one of those misspelled uh bezels we spelt singapore like you would do pouring a drink and uh we <laughs> a big recall on that but if you've got one you've got gold dust um but that that watch should have that watch should have had a bigger launch it should have been celebrated more but there was a little bit of a misspelling but if you do see them they are part of the core i love that watch it's a really good one
0: so you talk about miss you talk about misspelling and i i I, yeah (laughs) i I feel like you're you're
1: a cocktail enthusiast in singapore
2: you're like legally required to try to buy one of those I think we've got a Whiskey and Watches uh, Limited Edition coming out We
0: We we might there. Uh, Well, the funny thing is, is you you mentioned misspelling. And, you know, Mike, we were talking about, you know, your wife being from the area that I am from uh, in in northern Indiana, you know, southern Michigan, you know, right by where Buzzy and I went to school at Notre Dame. And I actually have, from one of the games that I went to, a cup that doesn't say Fighting Irish. It says Fig Thing Irish. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that was on sale cooking. at that game. No, it wasn't in the church, but I, I can't remember what game it was, but it was a game that my wife and I went to, and we got it was it had to have been an early one because it was hot enough that we we spent the seven dollars to get a large Coke. Um, and it says Fig Thing Irish. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, it got corrected and it said fighting Irish.
2: <laughs> but you've still got
0: that cup? <laughs> that cup's never going. Like, I don't even I'm I'm upset that it is out. I'm upset yeah. that it is out. This
2: is never going anywhere because you can see that they fade if you watch them so i don't want this cup to go anywhere <laughs> well i I want to find a singapore i want to find a mythical <laughs> zone but uh it's, it's 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 again it's like it's like what i was saying with you know losing some of the trademarks in the 90s it's just part of history good or bad you just got to roll with it but yeah it's a cool looking watch i'm glad you like it as well um the, the we've it's got great. another we've got another world timer coming out this year with um, different coloring. So keep an eye out for that one. That's so, so this year is in the next month or this year is in 2023? <laughs> uh, so we're recording on November 29th, 2022. Keep yes. a lookout in the next 10 days, you'll see a new one. <laughs> okay. All right. School this is gonna drop either,
0: Okay, that. this Quite is so going to drop either the, on the 30th or the 1st, depending on when I edit it and get it posted. This is going to, like, we're almost doing it live, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> so you are. I just we're, 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 it, is it
2: is that blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is because, you know, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I, I, I've been, been seeing the pictures that Spangler's been sending us of that watch, and it's it's been absolutely spectacular. So we've talked a lot about the Sea Wolf, or the, sorry, the Super Sea Wolf, the professional line. We've mentioned the Olympus and, and kind of the, the 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 I know that line at, at times kind of skews a little bit dressier, but with the new field watch, the brushed case, the the grained dial, and the um and the cathedral hands, it's a little bit more field like you said. It, it's kind of been like more of a field watch vibe there. Right. You know what what are we expecting other than the world time that is coming out in the next you know ten days? What, what do you kind of see as the path forward for the brand on some of the other designs from either the current catalog or some of the back catalog that maybe hasn't quite been resurrected as, as much as the Super Sea Wolf?
2: Well, like I said, there's, there's going to be, to go back with your Olymp- the Olympus point, The we've got four versions of the 37 and a half millimeter. It's a high polish. Um, there's a gold finish, a black. There's a champagne dial and the brand new Glacier Blue with that Glacier Blue date, blue date wheel fantastic uh, guys, girls, I think you can rock it. And these new uh, 39 and millimeter feel watches are great. These are a continuation of what we did uh, with worn and wound last year. So it's a, it's a really lovely continuation of that story that will carry on um, next year and going, obviously we can't really talk about some of the models, but like I said, in March, there's a, there's a new watch that will come. Uh, there'll be new materials. There will be limited editions, but what I would say, which is quite exciting for me, again, going back to my original point as a watch person is that some people over the last couple of years might have seen Zodiac at a certain price point of a certain quality and been thinking that is what they're going to buy into now. STP, when we first bought it, and when we first started to develop the watches or the movements for the watches were of a price point and a quality, which weren't always brilliant. And um, I think that that's, that's a shame to say in some bits, but we've also tried to make sure that's right. What I would say is that the movement in most of these, when all of these watches in the STP 1-11 is strong and it rivals what you'd find with entry-level ETA and Salita. What I can say is that that movement's going to get better next year. And that will mean that we can get, um, not rely on, so proud or solita with some of the movements and we can bring in our own for just about the entirety of the zodiac collection and i think by the end of 2023 if it all goes to plan about 90 95 percent of the collection will be completely ours and i think that's really lovely um but i can't tell you what we're going to do with it but all i'll say is that we're going to make it better <laughs>
0: Well, I I mean, we've already seen some, like the one that I'm wearing, that are chronometer certified, which is absolutely fantastic. And I I think, like you said, it it speaks to what you can, like like how you can get that done at this price point with these materials. I mean, I had originally, and it was, you know, me not doing my research until I was actually sitting down to write the article. But I think the first time I had this watch on, I was like, oh, this is, you know, really, really impressed by the ceramic case. Really liked it, and I was thinking the price point was somewhere north of two thousand dollars. And then I sat down to write the article and I was like, "Oh, this is under 1700. It's 1695." That just completely blew my mind because I thought, "Oh, you know, at 2200 bucks, this is a great watch." And it's 1695, which makes it a fantastic watch. Like when you think well, about the, the delta there, you're like, "Oh man, this I would have paid, you know, 2200 for that."
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the the lovely thing with what we're doing here is that we've we're taking it to the very edge, edge of what makes money. Um, we think of this entire brand as the best of this group. So if we can do it at a price point, which is very unique, um, within the industry, I think we would we'll be all right if we can grow properly. Um, like I said, last year we made 6,000 watches this year. We'll finish about eight and a half thousand. And if I, I posted something on my social media about, uh, um, an article that was done on revolution recently. Uh, but if you look at the pictures and you go into the pictures, you'll see a lovely part where we're making watches. And a huge amount of space behind them, which is ready to grow. And I think that's what's really exciting is that um, the price point is is there because we want it to be very unique, like I said, within this market. But if we can start to grow properly, it'll mean that the the, the best of this group will be elevated now, you know, personally i would love to see more and more of this type of quality going into more of the brands that are inside this building as well so uh, there's a lot to be said with with what this project means for zodiac and you know we won't be going to be we won't be raising our prices to 30 40 50 as we grow that's not what we want to be we want to be the best watch for the most appropriate amount of money. But if we can then elevate everything within this building and over in Switzerland, I think that's a really good place for this brand to be. And it's, it kind of goes back to what the, uh, the Calam family were doing at the beginning. Uh, they were making their own calibers. They were making sure that the watches were affordable for everybody and they looked good. So uh, there's a lot to be said about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the whole idea that Buzzy and you were talking about earlier, being stewards of the brand and making sure that it's true to the heritage. Like that, that whole strategy, like you said, lines up with what the the family's original intent was, and you know, kind of like like I was saying with with the price point on this, it just it kind of blows you away, and it's it's showing that that fossil fossil kind of gets the position of Zodiac in the market and what can help make it successful, but also what attracts people like
2: the three of us to the brand like the, the, the nerds out there. <laughs> the watch nerds. I did the first, I did the first wind up show in uh, San Francisco and people were literally running to the stand. And I was like, "Oh, this is my first time doing a, a Zodiac event. It be, or an event where Zodiac was in it. And it was just because people care. They want it to be right. So all the pictures that are grand with the colors, as soon as you can pick it up and feel that crown or, or turn that bezel and go, all right, it's it it actually is proper and in 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 real life it's better then that that's that's the place we need to be but if we can get that feeling within this community you know who listens to you who goes to wind up who who reads Hadinki, but also you know might listen to some of the podcasts which are for more of the lower end pricing because it's it's a it's a hobby which you have to start somewhere but then there's that tier of either price point or complexity or history what is the brand that you're going to invest in I, i truly believe that zodiac is a brand that you can You can buy one of our watches for, you know, going to the beach or the pool or you can wear it for an outfit. But I do think that if you are a watch collector, I think this is a really lovely name to have within a collection. I know I'm certainly uh, I was proud of it when I first bought that one watch to go next to Omega and Bramon and all the different brands that I I own. Um, But then obviously now I'm here in a different level and I see what we've got. So there's a watch for everybody Um, and you'll see some of the colors that will come out next year. We'll, We'll go a bit crazy as well. And you might not not everybody will love it but as long as everybody sees that as a whole the brand has got these these proper stories and we're respecting that history i think they'll they'll accept some of the craziness that will be coming their way and trust me there is some nutcase things coming
0: that, that's what makes it fun though like you yeah. that's what makes at least from a hobby perspective like i want to see that i mean the the first edition that you guys did with worn and wound that had the like like the the paint the paint splattered kind of bezel style like the with it's It's, it's unbelievable. Like that, that one's so, that one's so nuts. That one's so much fun. Um, You wait till what what they've got next year. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, those guys, I know, I know Zach was a designer by trade Um, Zach Weiss, because we've had him on the podcast before and like, just where his brain goes on certain things. Like you can tell like that he, he gets it, but it's a very unique sense of style and a very unique taste, Um, but it works well. Uh, I just, you know, I kind of go back to, you know, we've talked with our buddy Brodinky about this before. Like, it seems like with where I'm at, at least in collecting, I know, Buzzy, I think you're in the same spot. I think a lot of us are. It seems like in the price point that you play in is where I'm most excited right now. Like, whether it's the use of color, it's it's the fact that I can get a ceramic watch or, you know, with a ceramic, you know, outer case for this price point. Or the titanium that you guys are doing on the Pro line That's what excites me because that, to me it's approachable. It's something that I can say, yeah, oh, I want that. That's very, that's attainable. That's something I can go and get. And, you know, we, we've always kind of talked about when we talk briefly about the very high complications, what the high end is doing. It's like, hey, it's absolutely great that Patek has got this insane, crazy, you know, moon phase, you know, qu- you know perpetual calendar and, and this metal with this type. It's like, it's, I'm glad it exists. It's not for me. The crazy yeah, stuff what that you biggest, guys are going to do next year is probably going to, one of them might be for me.
2: <laughs> I hope so. Well, I will try. We'll try yeah. and get you. But you I mean what was the biggest watch story of this year? It was the Moonswatch, you know, it was yeah. a $300 piece of plastic, which yeah. then if you look at it deeper, celebrated what the, is the best of Omega, which is coaxial, meta, yeah, all, all the, the great things that they do, but it didn't disrespect it. It just gave a new audience and a new light yeah. to it. And that's what's special about the industry. And I thought it was genius. I love when they did it. I love how they did it. I bought two of them. You know, it's <laughs> which ones did you guys get one? Did you like it? I I haven't gotten my hands
0: on one yet. I've, I've oh. tried on Spanglers. I, I just haven't been motivated enough to try because there's not a
2: like my brother lives in Chicago and there's not a swatch store in Chicago anymore. I was like,
0: how is there not a swatch store in Chicago?
2: I just got <laughs> mine recently in uh, in New York on, on Times Square. I literally just walking through and I pop my head in and it goes, oh, yeah, we've got a son. So I hate yellow, but my wife likes it. Are you going to get any more in? <laughs> said, Come back tomorrow. We might have. Some. And the Mars one was there. And I was like, that's great. I need to change this trap. It's terrible. But it was <laughs> it was <laughs> it was great because, you know, you you buy into a little bit of history, which didn't break the bank. And, you know, Zodiac's got a lot to be said about that. But I think just to go back to everything that, you know, we've talked about in this last hour which has gone by in about three seconds uh, i just think that we've got a chance to to really have a, a a brand or a watch or a style or a story or a collection which everybody you know is a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks is still a lot of money but it's still something which is attainable for most of us who listen to this podcast and yeah, you know, i like that
3: yeah and as spence kind of alluded to and the same with you mike you know that you know, thousand uh, low two price bracket right now with sort of something that like, I guess, you know, in terms of like the not micro brands, but more affordable brands, that's like the battleground as some may put it for, it is. you know,
2: it is. But what I was, what I've said with the, you know, that battleground is that a lot of the brands who are at that price point, And these are, you know, I love Christopher Ward. I love far. I love these, you know, these brands at that price point, but they're not in retail. So we, we have to, we're trying to find our way through that price point but then also we have to build in this margin which is so silly in the business world but we have to find a way to put it into the store because i still am a big believer that those you know that that bit of glass in that store and those people that buy into us are the you know that's still the magic that's still where everything can happen where you can try on a watch and fall in love with it and you know we've all lived through amazon and through you know buying on yeah, through covid but i still want to be able to be in retail stores so we've you know it's a very very delicate place to be but that price point is competitive but then when you go into a store and this is more often not there's not too many that are at that price point which i think is quite a good thing for zodiac hopefully well, you still speak to that like I, I think i i'm thinking back
0: on on the number of watches that i've bought and it's it's too many as my wife would say it's too many but <laughs> but I can think of in my entire collection there's fewer than 5 there's fewer than one hand that I've bought without trying it on first and you know we've we've talked about that so many times you know, here it's it's go to your red bar meetup. Try on different watches. If you know, find somebody who you know who's a buddy who has that and go try on his watch. Go to Whiskey and Watches on Thursday at Richter and Phillips this week and try on watches like that. To me, like like people, you're right. We've become so desensitized to ordering stuff on Amazon and this, that, and the other. But like, there's something to be said for being able to physically pick it up, touch it, to turn to 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 to, to do this with the bezel, to to feel the watch in your hand, to feel what it's like on wrist, um, to, I mean, to try to guess where it is with the bracelet when it, when it's fully sized, cause I have a seven inch wrist and not a nine and a half inch wrist, but you know, like trying to guess how it's going to feel like there's something to be said for touching it, feeling it when, when it comes to making a purchase decision that, you know, for most of us, it, it was funny. There's a gentleman who we know in our Red Bar group, who's got an insane collection of very high end pieces. He's got a Shapiro, he's got everything, and. He even says anything over five hundred bucks, I want to try it on. Like really, he's he's got you know mo- like five and six figure
2: watches. He's like, if I'm spending more than five hundred bucks, I want to try it on. Like, well, like it's, there's I mean, just it gets me every time. I mean, we all we just went through Thanksgiving and you know you have a couple of you know salty meals and you know the chest can change your your neck can be a little different and you wouldn't go and try on a. A jacket or a shirt or buy it just without trying on. You want to know what you're right. And mm-hmm. you, know, you can put it to our granular level of who we are as people. When when Toys R Us shut down, where could you go and play with the toys and see if the kids like them? You got to buy it. And then the kids go, Well, I don't like it. And they just throw it away. And in, in many ways, that's, you know, the retail stores are kind of the Toys are Us for us watch guys and girls. So uh, I, I want to still try it on. But I do think that there's this mashup, you know, of, of the world where you've got the dinkies and Worn and Wounds. We've got you know, we can, we, we sell on some of these really good sites, you know, shout out to watch gauge or long Island watches. They're they're really good partners. But then if I go to top of jewelers or little treasury, I know that Rob or Steve and and their staff will go, well, you should try it on and feel it. And then there's a different level of, of service and luxury. And I'm a big believer that price point isn't luxury, luxury is experience. And that can be in any level of however you want to buy. But for me, it's trying something on and really seeing if it suits me. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Plus, let's be honest here. When you go into a store and you try one on and you hand over your car and you buy it, it's way better than just doing it online.
2: Yeah, yeah. it is. I, I do. And, you know, I, but I do also like, and it's so silly, just after what I just said, I do like that day where FedEx just pulls up and you've got your own little unboxing by yourself and no one's around. So, I mean, <laughs> it, we, we're in 2022 we've all been through this last few years in our own ways, but, um, I think that there's still a very, very large part of us that wants to be social. And, um, yeah, this is why these podcasts be it on video or audio or importing as you feel close, but when you're buying something like this, um, you buy it for yourself. And at the end of the day, I mean, I've got people that would buy watches and say, Oh, I don't know. Sure. My wife would, would like it. Or my husband would like it. Well, it's not for them. It's for you. How do you feel? And you can really feel that when you're in a store where you try it on or you, you know, you get to, have your friends at a red bar. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll find your way. Luckily, I think there's a lot of avenues, um, to go down, but, um, and I'll be, I'll be there at most of them, uh, the shows <laughs> or the <red> bar. <laughs> or podcast like this. <laughs> and all social media. God bless social media.
0: Well, but I mean, I think that's what makes it great. And, you know, I- like you said, is being with the fossil group, being a steward of the brand, you're on the podcast with us. Like, and it's, 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 you're, you're, you're doing the videos with Warren and wound. You're at wind up. You're on with whiskey and watches. You're on with 40 and 20. You're on with Rico's watches podcast. Like you're, 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 you're reaching a very broad audience. And for a corporation that's as big as fossil, like that's not always possible.
2: Like, well, I've been through different corporations that didn't like that at all. Um, You know, cause You've got your corporate way of speaking, you've got the messaging, you've got adjacency to other brands, you've got this, you know, and it has to go through different levels. What TJ, who I, t- I talked about earlier, asked me to do was basically just tell the story how you feel fit because, you know, I'm a watch person and I care about it. And everything we're doing that's right, celebrate it. Everything we've done wrong in the past, let's explain how we want to be better. Um, and then I, I was doing one of the, I was on a, I was doing a pitch to one of the stores and they just wanted to hear about the brand and you know Fridays in Fossil HQ there's nobody here it's uh, like you just don't have to come in you can work from home but the gentleman who owns Fossil he's always here and uh, he came around he just listened to me what was really fantastic that he just wants he just loved that it was it was from the heart and that, that meant a lot to me because we sat down for the next hour and just started talking about you know his history with fossil what he believed in it and i've taken that one conversation and ran with it and this is like day three that we moved back to, de- to dallas and he said you really love fossil don't you mike i said, no I, love, I, like, I like zodiac i'm just still learning fossil and he said yeah so well, would you have you ever owned one i says well fossil was my first watch he goes yeah everybody's first watch is a fossil you know it was kind of a general point but I get what he meant and he says and everybody's last watch is a fossil as well i says how do you mean he goes well your grandkids buy it for you i said wow and i said well what do you think the zodiac do you, do you want it to be something that you fill in the middle and he goes i want all these brands that we've got here that we license and we own to be part of somebody's life and i'm like wow I mean, custodianship, tell the story because this, this this, this, building here or the factories over in Switzerland, it's all from a gentleman who just wanted to fill people's uh, lives with style, Americana with fossil or, you know, a little bit of um, flashiness with the Michael Kors era or some of the beautiful things that Michelle offer for women. But with Zodiac, he knows that this is something very unique within that catalogue. And to to spend the millions and millions of dollars on buying it, developing it and making it better But to have that chat at this desk with that guy who's been through so much over the last few years i was like this is great i can do this i think this is a really cool place to be um and there's no pretentiousness there's no ego about it they just want to sell watches at every level and if if you can see what i see down there there's a few projects that will be coming out that are not Zodiac which are from Fossil Group and go back to that Toys R Us analogy there's some brilliant things that just go back to me in the 80s <laughs> watching all the shows that we, we loved as, as kids that they're doing and I'm like, all right let's do it I mean I, I think it's great fun there should be no pretentiousness in here you buy what you want my favorite red bar of all time was a swatch night but within that swatch, this table of hundreds of swatches, there was a Patek, there was an Nautilus. And it was just like, this is watches. That's what it should be all about. And that's why I think Zodiac will fit. Well, and, and to your
0: point, he gets it. He, he, yeah. that conversa- he, gets it. He, he doesn't, he didn't have to spend the money to, to create the in-house movements, to, to create, to, to buy STP and, and improve their calibers and take this. It's like, all you really needed was the IP. All you really needed was that to make this work. And he's like, no, that's, that's not the right path. That's not respecting the brain and the heritage. He's, he wanted to do it right. You guys are doing it right. And, and the fact that you're hearing that about some, some group that like, you're like you said, everybody knows fossil, everybody knows them. And it was, it was one of the first watches I ever bought. Like it was the first one I noticed in seventh grade. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you just go back and you think about that and you're like, wow, like that's
2: a guy who gets it. I just that's, I just that's cool. so refreshing <laughs> I just bought a fossil yesterday and I, like, I bought it. Uh, obviously, we get a little discount, but it's got a, uh, <laughs> a Miyota movement in it. And it's this, uh, this five-piece case. I'll, I'll do a picture on my Instagram when I, I think I get it, it comes tomorrow. But I'm like, this is great. And it was like 280 bucks on the retail sticker. Um, but I mean, design is there. The, the hands look good. The, the numerals look good. And then, obviously, I look down and I've got this really cool new Olympus. And then there's the titanium. I mean, it, it literally is. Kids and candy shops, but this is this is why we're doing. This is why I wanted to come and talk to you guys because we're all the same. We're all a little bit nuts, but yeah, that's grand exactly. Yeah, th- no, it's fantastic.
1: And the small touches, you're right. They they make it. That's what delights you. Um, one of the things that I don't think ever really gets talked about, be- besides the the stretch on the the jubilee bracelets, the case back, the case back on this rules so hard. Uh, there are. <laughs> I just uh, took took the watch off and uh, put it up to the camera. Buzzy, have you seen it in
0: black? Yes. Have you seen it in black? Yes, it looks I really did. good
1: in black too. Because I—that's I, when when you brought this over and I was a Yes, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> the engraving is so deep. Yeah, the, your logo is polished like g- gleamingly. So it just it's really well executed. And then the, the concentric lines um, just w- with all of the kind of 200 meter, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's presented so well. And. Um, Thanks, but yeah, I, I, I love that touch.
2: I really no, it's, it's just the small things that matter. Um, I've got one, I, I saw one watch and uh, the, the, the date wheel is loomed and you think, well, why would they do that? I said, well, they can because it's STP or you look at, <laughs> um the hour and the hour and the minute hands for one of the meteorite watches it's a slightly different colored loom just so at midnight you can tell which one is the hour and which one is the minute and things like that matter or if you go to the 1100 hundred dollar skin 53 look at the texture on the dial it's not just flat it's it really is lovely texture um so yeah i'm I'm, I'm, again we're all watch people so we look at details differently but that's why they're there so you can discover the watch yourselves um but yeah, yeah i completely agree with you No, that's,
0: it's a brand that, that gets it. You guys get it. You're, you're telling the story. Everything's honest. Like, like you said, you're, you're telling the story honestly. And the fact that you're being told, Hey, go do that. That just speaks volumes. That absolutely speaks volumes. Well, thanks.
2: I I mean, we've, we've got to, we've got to own the bad and the good. And, you know, I had recently there was one really lovely blogger who did a great video and then there was some comments underneath it that were quite negative and, you know, that's again, when you have to kind of like pull up your big boy pants and go, right, some people had some bad experience. Let's own it and make sure that people understand we want to be better. And so I jumped into the comments, which I hated doing, because it's like going into a minefield. <laughs> but more than anything, when if you are honest about the fact that it wasn't right, even before me, you can say, oh, it wasn't me. We, should, we uh, The future's right. I'm sorry. It, it means a lot or you know, that wasn't right. But then also at the same token, have a look at what we're doing, which is good. Uh, look what we're trying to be, which is right. I mean, this is in many ways a startup with 140 years of history now, and we've got a chance to really clean, uh, clean the slate. And so this year, again, going back to one of those early points was to flex about the capabilities of the brand, but if you get customer service communication, the website still needs to be better, even though it's a lot better, uh, doing things like this. So people get a a direct line to somebody who's within the company. And then if the watches and the small details that you just mentioned are true and right, and then it's backed up with a good movement, we're off, we're off and running, but, um, yeah, we've, we've got to, we've got to make sure that we're in more places. We've got to make sure that those places know how to tell our story, but, it's, 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 it's root and branch. We're, we're back down to where we, we should be. Uh, and when I say down, I mean, we're right there with the people alongside us. And I really like that uh, as well. So this is, this is why these podcasts matter because uh, there's, there's a lot of the same questions but we've all got our own different perspectives on it um but when you talk about uh, eric at rico's or you talk about the four, <laughs> 1420 boys which are brilliant having a few drinks late night uh, or even someone like you know ricky at scottish watches every single one of them just want to know that their time that they're investing in a conversation with me to so all of their thousands of, of followers and listeners means something so we can't let them down just like the the owner of fossil talked to me about the other day so
0: you know, I, I honestly I can't think of a, a better way to kind of tie that all together. So, you know, I, like the the, sto- the the end of the, the end of this show that the, the stories, like it just speaks volumes to what you guys are trying to do. And I am I'm one I'm excited for 10 days from now. Um, but it's two, good watch. I'm really excited to see what you guys continue to develop over the next you know, year, two years, three years, um, and just, you know, kind of understand the direction that you guys are going in and kind of what you've been tasked with from from above at the fossil group. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because you're passionate about it. Your designers are extremely talented and get it. And you've been given given the ble- like not the blessing, but give, given the marching orders from say, hey, go tell this story. And I think it's going incredibly well. And I can't wait to see where it goes next.
2: Well, thank you very much for all the support this year, and uh, for all the DMs and all the messages. And if anyone has any questions at any time, they can creep into my DMs, and I'll try to answer everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, but yeah, this this is this has meant a lot to be on this podcast, and thank you for the support. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep trying to go in that right direction.
0: No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Go check out Zodiac. Everybody go read the articles that I've written. Um, you know, t- check out the pictures. I do apologize for this one being, you know, being very difficult to photograph, but it's, I gotta tell you, if you, if you can, if you can find one in person, they are brilliant on wrist. Um, L- less so through my camera lens on my iPhone.
2: I, I felt the same way. Then I was in New York City for the wind up there, and I was on the Brooklyn Bridge, and I just caught the angle, and that blue just came out. So it's one of those ones you just look down, and it's a different yeah. watch inside to out. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's and then you try to take a happen. picture of it, and you're like, oh, that doesn't look anything like what it looked like to me a second ago. Well, the worst bit is that my very large pink forehead is in most of the pictures, so I'm trying to get that out of the way. <laughs>
0: Uh, well everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you so much for joining us Mike Uh, you know like I said go check out Zodiac go see what they're doing and I can't wait to see where it goes next man I really appreciate you taking the time with us staying late at the office uh, get home see the wife and kids um, tell her that somebody from Mishawaka says hi (laughs) (laughs) Um, and 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 go from there (laughs) I'll definitely do that. She will not care, but that, but she. <laughs> but it's as not every as day it's... you get to say Mishawaka, though. It's not every day you get to
2: say that. <laughs> no, it's a good word. It, it rolls off the tongue, especially after it's... that Woodford Reserve on the way. Exactly. Oh, the well, way and the get. funny
0: thing, like my grandfather, <laughs> who still lives in Mishawaka, listens to all the episodes, so he's like, I had to work it in because he's going to get a kick that that your wife is is from, you know the greater Michiana area.
2: <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, you know, I'm a very proud Englishman, especially, you know, after today's World Cup result. But I, uh, I, I, I spent 10 years in the Midwest and uh, a decade in Michigan, and I love the Midwest. It's the best part of this country in so many ways. So, yeah, I hope your granddad's good and everyone that's back there. It means a lot to me. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, everyone. See you.